Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we did The Taking of Deborah Logan, done in 2014. But before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Not a lot. Me neither, I'm quarantined. Oh yeah, you've been quarantined, you got pinged. I got pinged. Got pinged. What have I done this week? I got a new armchair, but it's not in the house yet. Waiting at my parents' house till I get rid of the old sofa. Oh, nice. Fancy. It's like a phone. It's like a phone. It's as wide as a sofa, but it's an armchair. Oh, lovely. Is it like a well, bit like a cuddle chair type thing? Yeah, sort of. Like a big, it's just big, absolutely massive. Yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah, so that'll be exciting. Still trying to get rid of my sofa. I need to sell it and nobody wants it because we've got two sofas. <gasps> ah, and there's not enough room. Hopefully I'll get rid of it soon. I'm trying. You will. Well, I'd have it, but it's too big. It's too big for your house. It's too big for our house, Unless really. Unless it does come apart. It becomes apart. It does come apart. Yeah, it splits. Yeah. I'll measure it up. Yeah, it does split, but I don't know. It'd be a bit weird in two halves, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, my house is weird anyway. (laughs) 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 Oh. No. I've not, I've not done anything. I've basically been doing jobs that kind of need doing. So yeah, it's good to do your jobs. Yeah. Like, I cleaned the bathroom. I, but, but, you know, like, yeah. when I say clean, I cleaned it, like, with a toothbrush. Thoroughly. Like, toothbrush no clean in it. Scrub the grout. Yeah. So I really think they should do, like, a toothbrush that has a steam spell. Like, a, not just a toothbrush, but, like... Like, toothbrush-sized... Sort steam of steam thing, yeah. Rush on so you can really like blast. That'd be yeah. good, so you can get into like steam. little, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've been doing stuff like that. I'm gonna defrost the freezer tomorrow because that needs doing. Yeah, Quite all that kind of stuff. There's nothing else yeah. to do really. <laughs> it's hard. It's awful. I hate it. So exciting. So boring. Ugh. Lockdown life. Lockdown life. I know. It's horrible. But. In all that crazy fun, defrosting fun that we've had, we watched The Taking of Deborah Logan, made in 2014, directed by Adam Robitel. It scored a 6 out of 10 on IMDb, and the synopsis is Documentary filmmakers document an elderly woman battling Alzheimer's disease. As her symptoms worsen, the crew realise there is something sinister afoot. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. It. I found it really quite disturbing. Me too. It scared me. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And I don't get scared, but it scared me. I do get scared, and I was scared and I didn't like it. Yeah. It's a good film. But it's scary. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it if you were feeling delicate. No. I wouldn't watch it if... Definitely not. I wouldn't watch it if you were not completely at ease in life at that time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 For sure. I've written yeah. a haiku. Oh, excellent. Deborah Logan, a woman with a secret. Illness shows the truth. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does. I, yeah, this, this, like, this actually scared me, but it was more the the first bit of it that scared me because that was quite true to life. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, Alzheimer's is a, a, just an awful yeah, condition. It is, it's horrible. At first I was like, are they going to make, like, old lady seem like she's just got alzheimer's but it's really a ghost or something and like make fun of her but they weren't making fun of her 
they were just portraying yeah. quite a lot of things that I think do happen. It was a bit too, it hit a bit too real for me, like, because yeah. like, I've worked, I've worked in care for a long yeah. time and I've seen it and I was like, yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah. yeah it's it was it was quite it hit a bit too close to home i think and i was like oh mm. oh no the whole film but then was spoiler scary. spoiler warning just to say but when i found out that she was possessed i was like oh phew <laughs> she's just leave? possessed it's fine <laughs> it's not a horrendous disease oh god awful so we start with a title card and it says that the film includes a partially edited medical documentary, including outtakes and surveillance footage from the scenes of the crime. So then you're like, oh, what's happened? No, something's going to kick off. Something's going to kick off. Something's happened, but we don't know what it is. Then well, it I mean, kinda... you know that anyway because it's a film. Well, yeah, but this yeah. affirms it. So then we cut to, like, it's basically a sort of a, a little travel montage of them driving to this house and it's the 12th of october 2013 and it's mia and her crew who meet with deborah logan who is the alzheimer's patient and her daughter sarah so they pull up to the house and they meet sarah and she's really friendly nice and she's like hi i'm mia i'm here for the documentary and then they're sort of kind of walking around and she's like my mum's a little bit salty but she's she's quite nice she's just you know, that's just how she is kind she's of thing. She's a bit salty. She's, yeah. she's a bit salty, yeah. And then Mia kind of discusses how by doing this documentary they're going to basically help towards her medical costs and stuff. And then they're like, yeah, that's fine. Just be nice. Be nice to it. It's fine. So then... It's hard though, because you probably wouldn't normally invite a documentary crew into your home. Like, if mm. this was real. Um, but if you... Because Alzheimer's is so expensive... Especially, care, I imagine, in America as well. In America, yeah. the care alone would be, it'd be astronomical. It was, it was so expensive. So it's like, you don't mm. really blame people trying to get a bit of extra money to help I think care. that kind of does, it kind of does make it sort of believable why they would be there, especially mm. with it being in America as well. Because like a lot of yeah. care here would be on the NHS for a time, unless you went into a care home or whatever. But, yeah. Um, Even just care, it's just it's so expensive. It's horrible. You well, know what I don't understand? This is not really related. You know, I see all these adverts on telly saying, oh, funeral costs have skyrocketed. Mm. Why have they skyrocketed? Why do the costs I'm not assuming... just go up with inflation? I feel like they're just raising the costs of funerals because people will pay it. Well, this is the thing because you kind of don't have a choice, do you? you yeah. 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 So they can pretty much charge whatever, whatever they, they want. want. Yeah. To, Basically, the, yeah. For the minimum, even if you said you wanted the minimum, it's still um, expensive. If people pay it; they could get away with raising the prime. Like, there's all these efforts on telly saying how expensive it is, and it's like, well, what Where are your prices? Price hikers. Yeah. Yeah, I've never thought about that, but yeah, Ugh. that's yeah. horrible, isn't it? Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. No. Ugh. Anyway. Outraged. I know. Yeah. I'm quite outraged now. That's. Ugh. So anyway, so we meet Deborah Logan, who's the mum, and she's in the garden. And at this point, you can tell she's she's a very sort of prim, proper, well-to-do woman. She's very, very sort of put together, dressed mm. up, that kind of person. You know, you can you can basically tell Marcia from dressed. her kind of 
yeah and her demeanor and stuff like she's a proper lady i would say yeah. like she's sort of saying to mia this is going to be an educational thing i don't want to be exploited or made a joke of like mm. that's not very nice and she was like no 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 she was like not at all and she was like my granddad suffered with it as well so it's kind of a, a project that is quite important Close to me to her yeah. yeah and then so she goes inside and and they're kind of filming her inside talking to a daughter and she's basically having second thoughts she's like i don't think i want to do this i don't i don't really want people in my house i don't i feel intruded i don't i don't i'm just not comfortable with it and then basically a daughter's like saying well, you're going to have to because we need the money to run the house and to pay for medical and we can't yeah. afford not to do it, so you're going to have to do it kind of thing. And they're having a bit of an argument about it. But in this meantime, one of the guys with Sarah says, I thought your granddad was in New Zealand. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, um, he is, but I had to tell her that to kind of just made it up I've just just basically made, made it up so she'd go along with the the thing yeah. which i was like oh i don't like that that's a bit mean bit, bit mean yeah so i mean obviously worse things happen in this film but that is a little bit naughty yeah so then it cuts back to the mum and sarah arguing about whether she's gonna do this or not and then she's sort of saying i've changed my mind i'm not doing it you, you didn't really consult with me you've just done it i'm i'm not doing it she was like i'm putting my foot down i'm not doing it at all and then she's kind of saying that the the behind on the house payments and stuff and she's like we need the money so then it cuts to one week later so obviously they, they've kind of gone and come back yeah they've had time to think about it and they've agreed now they're back and then i think mia tells it's it's gavin and I really want to say Stacey, but I know it's not right. Gavin is Stacey. Is it Louis? Lewis? Lewis? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it's there. It's them three. And she's like, be on your best behaviour while we're in this house, basically. So they're kind of having a... They, they sort of introduce themselves and they go in and this is like the start of the documentary, basically. And they go into like a an old parlour room where... Um, Deb saying that she paints and stuff and that she's using this as a studio and all this lot. Gavin keeps touching all the stuff and she's like, can you not touch my stuff, please? And I was like, how disrespectful is that? Like, going in and touching people's stuff, that would irritate me. I was like... Oh, well, you know how much it would irritate me as well. Oh, my God. So... Remember the time that lady touched my cactus? What? No. Well, so I brought a cactus... A fake ornamental cactus. Yeah. And you were there, and we had to get the train back. It was year. This is years ago, and this lady came up to me in the in the station, and just touched my cactus. I don't remember this. And I, I was remember. really upset. I don't remember this, but I can imagine that yeah. you would be. I was really upset because I hadn't put it in my bag because it was so delicate. So I was holding this cactus on the train station and this lady came up to me and she's like, touched it. She was like, oh, is it fake? And I was like, yeah. That's weird. And then she walked off. I was, I was not I, I was not happy. I'll tell you what I, what, irritate, what I find weird. When, you know when you get, when like ladies are pregnant and you get strangers uh, wanting to touch I, the bellies? touch them no no you're a stranger get away from me like if i get pregnant and some stranger tries to touch me they're getting punched in the face (laughs) 
Yeah. And I'll be and like, oh, I'm sorry. Hormones. Pregnancy hormones, they're all but over the place. Like, but really, I'm just actually, like, don't fucking touch me. Justified. Yeah, yeah. don't touch. No, oh, it's weird. But anyway, I digress. So they kind of. I think they're going up to the rooms at this point, and then uh, I think it's Gavin, and he's like, Is there a Starbucks around here? And they're like, No. Because they're in like a little town. He's like, No, don't be mm-hmm. ridiculous. And then uh, Deborah shows them Sarah's old room and says oh we kept it as she she liked it she used to play baseball and stuff that's that's her room basically and then uh gavin's basically just taking himself into a room and she's like oh see you found your room there's a there's a bloke mattress and a mattress there and then she says that uh mia's room will be separate because there'll be no mingling in this house because we have strict rules Yep. Yep. Proper house. And then, uh, and then Sarah just says to Gavin, "Say thank you, say thanks for your hospitality." So then he's like, "Oh, thank you, thank thanks for letting us stay and stuff." And she's like, "Oh yeah, you're fine." I think they look at, I think they're Hummel figures, but I don't know. Like they're little, like little figurines. Oh, tiny figure. I have no idea. I want to call tiny them Hummel. I think they're Hummel things. figures. They're like a. Mm. They look like a thing that an old person would collect anyway, these little yeah. little things. And um, and Sarah's saying, oh, yeah, you know, they, they kind of remind you of you when you went to Germany. And, and she's like, I went to Germany. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you went a long time ago, but she can't remember. Mm. And she kind of, this, this, like, this was kind of real to me. Like, she's sort of saying, oh, yeah, you went to Germany. And she's adamant that she hasn't been. But then she kind of says oh, yeah, yeah, maybe, and, and sort of goes along with what she says because yeah. that's what she thinks she wants to hear and, and that happens a lot with yeah. people because I think, I think especially sort of, in the early stages, yeah. it, it's kind of a, they want to sort of agree and to sort of not show that maybe they have forgotten something or yeah and it's it's really sad it's awful i hate it we need to stop alzheimer's from even taking place yeah i don't know how well i want to i want to link um i'll I'll do some links in the bottom of the um Mm. the show note thing because i found a couple of articles that were quite interesting um and there was one about they th- they think that Alzheimer's could be a form of prion disease, which is quite interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like almost like a C- like CJD and stuff like that. They think it might be for like a prion thing. It yeah, I do. I find that feel mm. fascinating, but I I I'm not wise enough to it to yeah um like re- investigate it. Yeah, it's re- it's re- it's quite interesting. To. Yeah. It's 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 a strange one. I think they don't. I think it's one of those that they don't specifically know what it is, but it can be yeah. a lot of contributing factors yeah. to to how because obviously as well it kind of affects people in different ways and it depends yeah on the deterioration of your brain and all that kind of stuff. It's but it is quite interesting. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Um, but um, she she's basically saying it cuts to Mia and she's starting a kind of introduction to this is her thesis project and it's basically how it's the effect of alzheimer's on on a person but also the effect on the primary caregiver which i thought was quite interesting because caring for somebody full-time is a really difficult job to do Mm. it's it's really hard 
and and then we get a sort of brief explanation about Alzheimer's and how the neurons are affected and it and it's kind of it kind of works in stages so like your decisions and your consciousness are kind of affected you might experience hallucinations then your memories start to be affected and then further down the road like basically it affects your internal organs like your heart and stuff it's scary it's It's, horrible yeah. yeah but i think i think it was quite a good sort of accurate description of it as well and it and it does kind of ground it as well in, in that fact that it yeah. does show you you know what's going on then it cuts to sarah and deborah and and deborah's like is that your father's shirt and she's like we haven't got a clothes because i'm assuming she's basically come to live with her in a in a hurry because she was struggling and she hadn't really got a lot of clothes so then it's it's deborah starting to talk about it and how she was like it started when I thought I was just having a senior moment and my mind just kind of wandered a bit thought nothing of it and then she said that she ended up leaving the stove on at some point yeah and then she she says oh your your grandma was terrible because I think it I don't know if it is a hereditary thing she was like, your grandma was terrible. She used to leave pots on and they melted. They just melted through to the bottom and, and everything. And I think Sarah's kind of saying, do you not think that was a clue with, with you because you were kind of doing the same thing? And she looks really upset about it because obviously she's yeah. she's a woman who, she probably is quite independent. Well, she is independent. Yeah. She like raised quite a child bad. from two years old by herself. Yeah. She's, you know, she's very set in her ways, very... You know, she doesn't want help off people, I guess. And yeah. it's really, yeah, she looks really... That that woman who plays Deborah Logan, she's, she's fucking she? brilliant. Like she's so good. What's her yeah. name? Let me find it. Jill Larson, she's called. Um, Jill, yeah, Jill Larson. She was in, she was in Shutter Island. I think she was one of the patients oh, in Shutter was she Island. Shush lady? I think so, yeah. I the, think the woman who shushed was she in like shackles because I think it like said shackled woman or something in the in Maybe. the description yeah but and, yeah uh, they're, pro- they're, they're riding on the island this lady with hair that's troubled um, troubled sh- hair it might be just, I, I couldn't quite remember how it was but I remember it's yeah I need to rewatch it but yeah. Shutter Island's great. I love Shutter Island. Yeah, we should maybe cover it. It's kind of horror adjacent. Yeah, well, it is a horror. Mm. Kind of, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's scary. But I think the thing she's probably mostly known for is All My Children. She was in like hundreds of episodes of All My Children. Oh, I've really? never seen it. I think she was somebody called Opal, possibly. Is that a, a soap? Yeah, it's like a, a sort of daytime soap. Daytime is it? TV. I don't know. I've never seen it. I think Christina like Applegate was on it at yeah. some point. Maybe. Oh, well, give it a go. But, like, yeah, there's hundreds of episodes of it. But she was in that. I think that's what she was mostly well known for. But, yeah, she, she's great. She's so good in it. Um, she's very good. We cut to them saying that she's had she's had tests to confirm that it is Alzheimer's because she's been doing sort of cognitive tests oh. and all this kind of stuff and, and sort of saying that she... She won't go down without a fight because she's quite a strong woman and, you know, she's not yeah. just going to give up. And then we get a little bit of a backstory from her. So following the premature death of the father, she raised Sarah alone from the age of two and started this switchboard service. So 
basically all the important people in the town went to her it was like an answering service almost and yeah. she she basically knew everyone's secrets in this town and yeah. made a lot of money off it from the sounds of it and she was sort of saying she was like yeah it basically covered for all these people there was affairs and all sorts of stuff going on covered for Ooh. everyone to yeah. to forge this business so then well, it, you would, if you're a professional you wouldn't you just wouldn't yeah. listen to or discuss anything, I suppose, that you'd heard. Mm-hmm, that's but, it. Well, unless it was juicy. Oh, I bet she found out some right juicy I gossip. Bet. I bet. Then it cuts to it cuts to Deb sort of doing stuff. It's like everyday stuff. She's like trying to open an umbrella and she's trying to like oh. pay with change and she's really struggling with it. And 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 Mia's kind of voiceover is sort of saying like uh, organisational thinking's compromised so the simplest of tasks yeah. are becoming really difficult yeah and I was like oh and then it cuts to it's cuts so, to a it cuts to a giving Kevin a cake and it's not cooked and she and she's like oh you know I've put vanilla in it and stuff and he eats it anyway because he don't want to upset her and I was yeah. like oh yeah and and she's and she's like, is it nice? And he's like, yeah, it's great. It's really good. Oh, and I was like, oh, oh, my heart. Um, and then uh, we find out about Harris, who's kind of he comes to sort of tend the grounds and help out. He's their neighbour, and he's kind of a family mm. friend. And he's sort of saying she's a fighter, but what can you fight in this? Like, there's nothing well, yeah. physical that you can fight. Yeah. And she's sort of saying. Like Deborah's saying, I do crosswords, I paint, I lift weights. I'm doing everything I can to stave yeah. off and try and help myself, but I can't. There's only so much I can do. Yeah. And and she's like, and then she says, there's no words to describe how distressing it is. And I was like, because oh. mm. there were when when I worked in in care homes, there was a a man that we looked after who I think was on the cusp of it. And he was very, very lucid sometimes and he knew that it was happening to him and it was horrible and yeah. he used to just burst into tears. And it yeah. oh it was horrible. It's scary. It was horrible yeah. and he was wish, like and he yeah. used to say he was like you could know what caused it and, and yeah. get it in the bud before it could even take hold. Yeah, yeah, it was horrible and he and he used to say he was like I can feel like I'm losing my mind and 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 I know. And then like other times it'd be absolutely fine because Yeah. It wasn't as lucid as that day, but there was oh, it it broke my heart. It was horrible. But what can you do? There's nothing you can do either, and you know, it was just yeah, yeah. It's horrible. It's a really horrible disease. And I think the thing is as well, because obviously now people live longer. Yeah. It's a the, thing. The chances that, of people having it, there's going to be a, a yeah. more people suffering with it mm-hmm. because they're not dying of other things yeah. younger in life mm-hmm. like as health improves that's it that's so it. diseases are still not possible to yeah prevent yeah that's so it. when people aren't dying of like coal dust or whatever yeah it's something else isn't yeah. it and it's that's it's, it it's kind of the new that's thing awesome. that's kind of yeah it's oh it's horrible so then i think he's filming He's filming her in the garden. He cuts to her filming her in the garden and I feel like she's holding a snake in the garden. And well, he's she, like, she's digging with a little trowel She's sort of digging, but then she's got this snake. I think she's got a snake around her. And he's like, and then Mia's like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm just doing like pickup shots or whatever. 
And then he and he sort of pans around and she's literally right there, which is the first oh. of many times. And then she's like, uh, do you want lunch? Me. Lunch? Should we have lunch? Yeah. So then uh, it cuts to Lewis setting cameras through the house to get another idea of what, what's going on. Mm. So there's uh, cameras in the hall and all that. That's that, absolute classic stationary camera in a found mm. footage. It's very paranormal yeah. activity. Hmm. And I think we see Deborah sort of walk behind him and then she goes into this room and the door slams. But then he goes uh, to check and there's nothing there. And then it cuts to Mia examining Sarah and she says to her, she's like, you do realise like your blood pressure's through the roof and stress is probably the biggest killer of anybody. And then she's like, oh, I'm fine. She's like, I plan on dying of cirrhosis of the liver anyway. Well, she says she's fine, but she's not fine. She's not fine. She's stressed because it's stressful. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then it cuts to Gavin. Gavin is getting attacked by Deborah. Like, she is going apeshit, asking where oh. he's put her spade. And he's like, I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. And she's like, she's clawing at him. And uh, yeah, he ends up having to climb on the counter to get away from her. She's furious. But this is what happens. It's just... Well, yeah. The amount of times I've been punched... Is a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's just one of those things. You can't really do anything about it. But the thing is, the people who perhaps are perpetrating these things wouldn't do that. Nope. So it's like, not only... That's it. The loveliest people you'll ever meet in your life. Lovely. But then... Yeah, you lose your personality. Yeah, it's it's frightening. And then she, she basically ends up just bursting into tears on the floor and she's crying and she's screaming. Gavin's absolutely oh, furious. He's like, I did not sign up for this. And then they're kind of walking around and then Mia comes and she's like, I found the spade. It was in the freezer. It was the only place she didn't look. So then she's like, I found your spade. Wasn't it a trowel though? I, th- I would say it was a little trowel, but she calls it a yeah, spade. But I'm like, a spade's like a full length. Like, she was like, a long, like, square digger thing. Yeah. It was like a little, little, tiny little digger thing. But um, she goes to find her and she's stood at the window, like, staring out of the window. And she's like, mm. found your spade. Like, you all right, kind of thing. And uh, she's she's all right. But then she turns round and you see that she's basically clawed into a neck. Yeah. Oh. And then she collapses into Sarah. And then, basically, they're at the hospital and the doctor's kind of saying the pro- the disease has progressed to the middle stages and she's sort of saying, well, you were saying it would be years before this would happen and they're like, well, we can't, I don't have an explanation for it, I'm sorry. Oh, this doctor throughout is like, well, it's definitely Alzheimer's, it's, there's nothing else going on. You you couldn't possibly know because I'm the doctor. Yeah, but, I, like, I mean, she wouldn't be like, oh, I think your mum's possessed, would she? She's obviously well, no, going to be like, well, yeah, she's got Alzheimer's. She was always, like, throughout, she was like, I must still be right. I am I absolutely am certain that this is not a possession. It is Alzheimer's. <laughs> but, oh, it's horrible. So she says, I've I've, I've given her, I've prescribed her, like, mood stabilisers and, and Danazepil, which I don't, I think that's a little bit of a sedative thing. Maybe. Sounds like it. It sounds like, yeah. So they go into the car and they're all in the car and then she apologises to Gavin and she's absolutely mortified and she's like, I'm really sorry. I don't just, 
don't know why I did it. Um, and then he's like, right, yeah, that's fine. I accept your apology. And then I think, I don't know if Sarah suggests that she goes in a home to Harris and, and she's kind of saying, I don't think I can look after her anymore. I don't think yeah. it's safe for me to look after her anymore. And he's like, no, it was like, that's where people go to die. And she loves this house. Like, you can't, you can't. I do agree. I but agree, like... but also you can't expect that off somebody. Like, it's a lot and it's hard. It's hard. It's hard, yeah. It's really it, hard, and and I feel like people... Yeah, I don't know what the solution is, really. I feel cause... like people beat themselves up as well, because, like, if they put their... If they put their loved one in a home, they mm. they beat themselves up about it, and they, and they think, like, they're a horrible person because they're putting them in care, and it's like, no, but you need the help. You can't... Yeah, you, you can't... Especially if you're not, not, a, not trained... Mm-hmm. sufficiently that's it to care for someone who's got complicated needs of and the care. thing is it's it must be better to to do that and have like professional people there all the time mm-hmm. and then you can enjoy your time with that person and not have yeah, to I don't, yeah. do you know what i mean I don't know what like is. yeah that's what i would i would say but yeah it's it's such a difficult it's such a difficult thing yeah um so they go they go back and they kind of uh, is it is it Mia? I think Mia's doing like a voiceover and sort of saying like mm. she is kind of oh no, that's it. I think uh, Gavin's filming, that's what he's doing. He's filming and he hears talking, so he opens the door and she's sat on the bed is Deborah looking at a mirror and she's saying, I didn't know, I didn't know and um and he's kind of just filming it, but then she realizes and kind of looks at him, and then he he shuts the door, and then we get the then we get Mia's kind of voiceover, and she's sort of saying, um her mind's like the switchboard that she looked after, she's yeah, and it's kind of, it's kind of going to basically Sarah's giving her personal care, like she's having to she's having to bathe her, she's having to, yeah. dress her, she's having to do everything. To make sure she's okay, and and you can tell like the deterioration in her, like she doesn't look the same as she did at the start, where she was quite yeah. well done up and everything. She she does look quite ill at this point. Um, she says that Sarah's got her own coping mechanism. She's basically necking a bottle of vodka, um, and then it cuts to her on the phone to a girlfriend saying that she is moving back in with her mum for a few months because obviously she's. She must have just gone. She's progressed, like to to them. She's progressed so much that she's yeah. like twenty four seven. That's it. She's yeah. like I can't leave. She can't. I think maybe the the initial plan was maybe to go and check to see if she was okay and then come back or whatever. Yeah. But now she's like, no, I'm gonna have to stay. So she's kind of said, I'll be back in a few months, but she doesn't know if that'll be the case or not. And then she talks about how her mum sent her to boarding school when she was ten. Because she found a kiss in a girl in a garage or something. And she said that she was really mad and she was really embarrassed. And then they have a tears to a fucked up childhood, which is quite nice, yeah. Would it have been an all-girls boarding school? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Defeats the object, really. But it kind of defies the object of the idea, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, but I don't think that's why she sent her to the boarding school. Oh. I think she sent her to the boarding school because that guy oh. 
wanted to kill yeah, her. Yeah, but obviously she didn't know like and she could she didn't tell her and she assumed it yeah. was because of this but I don't think it was anything to do with that at all. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. So then the I think she says I'll go check on mum and I don't think she's there so they have to go looking for her and she's at the window of this like the window where she paints in that room I think it is and they're like are you all right? And then uh, Sarah's like doing some midnight crafts. She does this sometimes. And then she's like, she's convinced there's somebody in the yard. And then they like, they turn the light on outside, and she's like, there's nobody there. It's just the deers. Yeah. It's fine. Then it cuts to it. She's nailing the window shut, and she's like, oh, we're nailing the window shut again. So she's done that a couple of times, obviously. And then. Well, she's obviously get, like scared that someone out there is going to get in. Yeah, exactly. Which they think is Alzheimer's, but. It isn't. It's absolutely something else. So then it cuts to her asleep in bed because it's one of these like surveillance cameras, and then she suddenly wakes up like with a fright and then gets up. Then they realise that she's missing, so they all have to go look for her. And then they notice that the window that she nailed shut is open, so she's prized that window. Strong enough to lift. She's prized that window open because there's like I think there's like blood on the nails and stuff, and then. Like her dressing gowns outside, so Sarah goes running to find her, digging like furiously with his spade, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And then she's like grabbing at it with her hands and stuff, and she yeah. kind of she kind of lashes out, and then she starts crying, and then it, yeah, I didn't like it's just I didn't I mean I didn't enjoy the film yeah. in any part because it is quite sort of the. The Alzheimer's kind of reality is quite frightening. And then it mm. starts to read, and I'm like, I don't like seeing old people suffer. I don't mean I don't want to see anyone suffering. Yeah. But when it's like old. Nice little old, old lady. People, like people who you kind of. She's portrayed as quite vulnerable, and I'm like, mm. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I only want like horror films to star capable adults. <laughs> you have a chance. No old people, no children. <laughs> yeah. No old people, no children. <laughs> No, like, puppies. No, no puppies, no. No puppies. No one who doesn't have a chance of at least having a go at defending themselves. No yeah. one who's, like... That's fair. Um, lost or whatever. Mm. Just, yeah. I, I, I pretty much, I'm, I, I only kind of want to see horror movies where no one gets hurt. <laughs> it's not a horror movie then, do, is it? They should deserve right. it. They should either <laughs> Sorry, deserve it or be able to defend themselves. <laughs> yeah. So it cuts to Mia's washing her hands and they're covered in blood and they're right, like muddy and oh. That shot of her hands really creeps they me out. Looked they look so painful, it's horrible. And um, yeah. and she's like, yeah, you know, get you cleaned up and stuff. And the look on her face, if looks could fucking kill, honestly, she's just looking at her like she's fuming. I think the actress was thinking about at that moment. I don't know. Um, she says. Maybe. <laughs> she says um, her daughter never cleans her nails and she's like, well, yours will be clean. They'll be back to normal soon. Then it cuts to uh, Louis, Louis. Is it Louis? I think it's Louis. Looking from footage from the night before and it shows her at the stove, but then on the stove. But then mm. it's like, well, that's oh, weird. That's it. Oh, it was like there's no time delay, so it's continuous. Yeah. And they're like, well, there must be because that doesn't make any sense. And they're like, she must have got a chair or something. And he's like, no, because look, it's continuous. Look, you wouldn't think footage 
that of someone in the kitchen being on the ground on the floor to being on the counter yeah would be frightening really strange is. yeah yeah so Sarah calls the doctor and they up her medication and I was like, oh, see, that makes me sad as well because basically, like, that's what happens. Like, your medication just gets increased and increased and increased and yeah. but there's no, there's nothing else really that you can do apart from that to yeah. try and make people comfortable and stuff. Being uh. on the phone, like, my mother has transported from the kitchen floor to the to kitchen counter. To a stuff. And, like, a well... There's I'd be up in her stuff. meds if anything I'd be like I think you need yeah. to be checking something you nut what are you on about so we get Har- Harris isn't happy about the filming he he doesn't like this he wants them to leave but obviously Sarah's like no they need to stay and then I think Sarah's having an argument with Deborah and she's basically like you got on that stove I don't know how you did it but you did and you're becoming a danger to yourself and basically she's like I'm fine she's like there's nothing wrong with me you go home go home to your lady friend I'm I can deal with this myself which is the absolute like ordinary response there's nothing wrong with me if you You could if if, if something is transporting you from the count like from the ground to the counter yeah something's up Mm -hmm. but then she um she get basically this is where they they sort of do a a sort of interview with her almost at this point so they're just setting up and they show her the footage of the sort of weird stuff that's been happening and she said and she says who's that is that me and then they're like yeah that's you and she's like why didn't you stop me and they're like well we tried to stop you but we couldn't stop you Mm. and she's kind of like she doesn't believe that that's her almost it's yeah. like looking at herself like what what is it what is happening and then uh, she sees like the the footage of her digging at the ground with the spade and yeah and she kind of you can tell like she just looks really upset and she's like oh and then i think sarah says that you told me not to answer the phone he's calling mm. what does that mean like does that mean anything to you what what's what's going on and then basically they they stop the interview because she's really upset but then she just fully attacks them she just fully attacks them at this point um then falls to the floor calls for sarah it's all very bad so it's it's it's, it's not nice it's progressing it's escalating Mm. so then it cuts to the hospital where she's having to get a spinal tap done oh which is horrible horrible I never want I mean, one of those. They look fucking awful. There could be a horror film about spinal taps. With, There's this one. Spit. It's literally just reality. This one, and I think in The Exorcist she has one as well. I'm sure she ends up having to have a spinal tap in that. It's, ugh. No. Ugh. So they're basically doing all these tests on her to see what is going on. and So we find out that she's got this infection on her skin, so her back's all red. But they don't it's know so what it is. Unnaturally scaly, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, almost like a snake, some might say. Mm. So yeah, they they don't know, they don't know what it is, and then it cuts to her trying to do those cognitive tasks again, and she she's just like, I can't do it. I just leave me alone. And then she starts like scratching at her skin, and they have to stop her, and she oh. lashes out again. Oh. So they're saying like, oh, watch this when you're trying to eat. Anything. Anything that involves like maybe yeah. bacon, 
salami. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so Even she... Mince. Mince. Ugh. Like raw mince. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. They kind of, kind of saying, we thought it was contact dermatitis or allergy to a medication, but we don't really think it is that now. Then she's saying there could be a co-infection that's occurred because of the Alzheimer's, but they've got a specialist come in to look at it. Well, I hope that specialist is a vicar. <laughs> yeah, a damn priest. They need the Warrens. That's who they need. But the nice Warrens from The Conjuring, not the real ones. So... Then it cuts to Deborah at the piano and she's playing she's playing a tune, I can't remember what it is. It's like I want to say like it's, it's something like Frere Jacka or something like that. But oh, right, yeah. I can't remember what it is. It's not that. And she kinda looks back at whoever's filming her and she looks really creepy. But uh, apparently creepy. in that scene her face actually changes to like the demony face very briefly. Mm. Yeah. It crops up a couple of times. Ugh. So then it cuts to day 41 and they're going into the house and she's kicking off. It's um, Harrison, Sarah are basically restraining her and trying to get something out of her mouth that she swallowed because she swallowed something she wasn't meant to swallow. And then it cuts to them basically wrapping all the stuff up and putting it in storage and she's really irritated by it and she's like, why are you doing this? And she's like, because... You keep eating stuff yeah. that you're not meant to eat. It's for your yeah. own safety. We've got to do it. I think that that is a, an aspect that people lose their recognition of what is what. Mm-hmm. Like, they mm-hmm. would eat, like, a flower or something, not recognising that it's not... Like, there's no kind of that... There's no sort of, like, a safety filter almost. Like, is that safe for me yeah. kind of to have and stuff? So they, uh, they start moving boxes. I think they're moving them into the attic or somewhere. Where they're out of the There's way. There's a lot of attics in this house, isn't there? Well, it, the, one of the guys comments on it. He's like, how many goddamn attics have you got in this place? Yeah. <laughs> Loads. There's, there's like, is it a cathedral or something? Like a pointy roof that's like a mega attic? I don't know. Three-storey attic. There's, at least, yeah, there's anyway. at least three attics in there, I think. Who has three attics? Your house would have to have three wings. I would not want Probably. three attics. Anyway. One is enough. I'd, um, I'd have three attics. I'd fill them up with shoes. <laughs> shoes and bags shoes and bags so they're moving these boxes and then they find an asp um, and then uh, it cuts to Gavin putting his cross on the window and he's like I don't know if this is going to help but I'm going to do it anyway and put him across on the window because there's some weird shit going on and I don't like it but well, they're, they're recognising that it's some sort of there's something else yeah themed haunting now like not themed yeah Alzheimer's related yeah they're they're thinking there's something else going on Mm -hmm. yeah so he he ends up he takes a sheet off the uh, canvas that she's been painting and and he looks at all the paintings and in this painting there's a dark figure getting closer and closer and closer to the window and then he's like well that's weird i don't like it and then deborah appears and he's like oh deborah hello you right. And then she says, you're letting all my heat out. And he's like, eh? And then he cuts to the window and the window's open and he's like, well, that was nailed shut before. Why is that open now? So then Sarah puts Deborah to bed because obviously she's been wandering about, puts her to bed. And then it cuts to 2.31am and she wakes up again 
Then she starts wandering the house. And then they all get woken up by this ringing noise. And they're like, what the hell is that noise? What is going on? And they find Sarah and she's like, they're like, what's happening? And she's like, I think it's her old switchboard system, but it's not worked for years. I don't know why it's working now. I'm just going to (laughs) say. Yeah. And then they're like, where's Deb? Yeah. So they kind of search through this house to find her because there's like doors slamming and stuff and they're kind of creeping around but they can't find her. They go into a wardrobe but there's nobody there. And then they find that this door's open and she's like, that door's never open, what's going on? And it's a door to one of the thousand attics that they've got in the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then... They're basically like, Lewis, you go first. And he's like, I don't want to go first. And they're like, you've got the light I on your camera. First. I'd be first I'd be in the car and away. out of there. Yeah, I know, right? I'd be like, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> they're like, you've got the light on your camera, so you're going first. And he's like, for God's sake, really? So it goes up there and we find Deborah on the switchboard, working the switchboard with no clothes on. She's just no just on. working, working the switchboard, and then I, I just there's something about that that she, really creeped me out. Yeah, it's, it's like and, the and, and then that, she starts crying, and then she starts growling and sort of talking something, and then starts stabbing at this switchboard crazily, yeah. and then basically it explodes. But when it explodes, you see for a brief second a demon face. If you notice that, demon face. And they're all like, Then it cuts to... That bit really, alongside the counter jumping. Yeah. See, that wasn't the bit that got me. It was the end that got me. I was like, Well, yeah, yeah. Up until now, yeah. Yeah. So she's in bed. She's not in a good way. She's hyperventilating. She's absolutely terrified. Um, They get the doctor to look at her and they give her fast acting sedative and then she gives them extra if they need to do it and basically she says if you need to restrain her and give her it then you've got to do it because i feel so like all the way through they're kind of going into hospital at this point yeah they're trying to there's like when when she's having these kind of episodes they're kind of trying to restrain her but obviously she's an old woman like she's, they're not like, if a, like a Full-grown man restrained her. Yeah. Like, you can't... Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's really, really difficult to sort of not... Because you don't want to injure them, obviously. But then also, you don't want to get the shit kicked out of you either. Well... It's a very fine line. Um, So, Sarah's sort of saying she kept putting 337 over and over on this switchboard, but I don't don't know who that is. And then it cuts to... It's day 43, and Lewis has got the sound off the camera. And he was like, it's not on an acoustic range that I've ever seen. It was really, really strange. I've had to like slow it down and speed speed up some bits and do whatever he has to do. And they find out that it's, she was speaking French. And it's something about an eternal serpent, be my fifth, blood will feed it, etc. Then Sarah says, she's like, my mum doesn't speak French. She'd never spoke French in her life. And he's like, well, I'm telling you now, that's what it was. And that's what she was saying. So they're all like, this is really strange. They're kind of starting to see that maybe it's something else. It's not actually Alzheimer's. So 
There's that, um, there's like a, a condition, isn't there, where people have like woken up being able to speak another language or like they've woken, oh, really? yeah, I don't know if it's like through like a head trauma or something, but they've like woken up. people having a different accent. Oh, a different accent, up. yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. it's really strange. I'm Richard and Judy. <laughs> I saw him, Richard and Judy. That I'm sure lady did. who had a, a Jamaican accent one mm. morning. She yeah. had a stroke. Yeah. yeah. And they were like. Judy, in her, her wisdom, was like, Well, I hope you forgive me, but it makes you sound awfully mysterious. And I was like, This lady has got a neurological issue. <laughs> and you're like, Well, it makes you sound really mysterious. <laughs> like, she had a stroke. <laughs> Judy, honestly, she'd have a bit more decorum than. Judy! Oh, God. That would be like going up to someone who's had their leg amputated and be like, well, it makes you look awfully like a pirate, so I'm sure you're pleased. Judy! No! I mean, I would never say that. It's an example that I would never say. That was a strong example. That's what it's like. Yeah. It's like telling someone a medical condition is a blessing. Yeah, and it's like, I'll decide that for myself, thanks very much. I'll decide if it that is or not. Myself. Thank you. And if I choose to be mysterious, then I will. Then I, I will own it. Exactly. Not you, Judy. Yeah. <laughs> not you, I'm Judy. The thing is, though, that was on telly. It's got to be like 20 years ago. Because mm. I was living at my parents' house. Oh really? So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like it's been on. I feel like it's been on since, and it's been p- different people with different accents. Because I feel like there was yeah. a woman who had like a Chinese accent, and 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 people were like, "Are you taking the piss?" And she was like, "I'm not. Like, I, this is how I speak. It's, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't not I don't speak know what like the, this." The cause really of it is. weird. Someone had said that it's not that they adopt a new accent; it's that the unique speech patterns that can perhaps follow mm. neurological damage mimic another accent where they the sounds that they make mimic another accent yeah other yeah. times i think apparently it has been that they their words just come out in this accent that's not theirs yeah how weird is that Bonkers, so weird the brain is a very strange thing it's very strange it's full of stuff even in, of even stuff. on a good day <laughs> Mine isn't. Even on a good day, your brain's up to something. Yeah. That's to say the least. <laughs> the takeaway from this episode is the brain is full of stuff. Full of stuff. Yeah. Full of stuff. Yeah. It's always doing something. Yeah. No, and, and then at night, that's where it really gets started. Oh, no, God. <laughs> so, so we cut to Sarah talking to Harris. And he's basically saying, if you need money, I'll give you money. I'll sell my stuff. Just get these people out of here now. Because, but she's like, they're trying to help. Like, they are actually helping me. So then they decide to look for these switchboard records. Because she's like, my mum kept everything. She's a hoarder. She'll have these records somewhere. She'll keep these. In, a, in another attic. And then I feel like one of them's like, how many damn attics have you got? Like, Oh, and in attics. There's at least three. At least. Do you think the builders of this house were like, at some stage there's going to be an intriguing sort of mystery setup where they need to keep discovering things step after step. So we'd better Therefore, make... we'll install several attic after attic, attics. After attic. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just for, just for fun. Just for jips. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so they can't find anything for 337 because the page has been ripped out. But then I think Lewis says... Have you got any charcoal and some paper? And it does like a rubbing. Yeah. 
which I was like, yes, that's very clever. Clever. Um, and they find 337 de Jardin. And then... The garden. They're like, who's what that? The garden. The garden. I don't know. <laughs> they're like... I don't speak French, but I know piscine and jardin. <laughs> the, the, I think so. Sarah says that they're... They're like, oh, yeah, that guy. He was known to be... Like, he killed some girls in the area and stuff. And then she's like, well, she never spoke about him, which you probably wouldn't because he sounds awful, to be honest. And well, then, especially not with your child. Yeah. I don't know what age she was at this time, but you wouldn't yeah. discuss it with your child, would you? Of the age that, that he was killing those children as well. She's like, there's a documentary about him. Let's watch it. So then they watch this documentary. Um, and they're sort of saying that it was like young teenage girls that were killed. They were injected with snake venom. There was blood rituals. Oh. It was all very weird. Oh. No. It was a demon offering, demon offering for immortality. They found this guy's house and there were snakes everywhere in it. And he had he had Lou Gehrig's disease, so he was finding a an alternative cure for Lou Gehrig's disease. Well. Yeah. I don't agree with that. I think he should have just not done that. Yeah, no, right. Um, yeah. It says he he only got four victims, so he didn't complete the ritual because there was five, meant to be five victims, mm-hmm. and he was never seen again. So then it cuts to breakfast. Deb's eating a breakfast, and then Sarah's like, so um, remember this J- Desjardins guy? Uh, anything ring a bell about him? Child murderer? No? Nothing? No. And she just kind of says, she's like, well, the name sounds familiar. I don't know. Um, and they're like, yeah, yeah, he was one of your clients. And she's like, no, I don't, I don't really know. And then Sarah's like, oh, he went missing. And then she says, he's not missing, he's dead. And then they're like, how do you know that? And then she's like, he was murdered. And then she gets up and goes to the bathroom. And then she starts vomiting, and she vomits all this soil and worms up. Oh, um, I didn't like that bit either. There's lots of bit in this film I didn't yeah. like, and, and they all involve um, her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jill. No offence, <laughs> but I didn't You're like it. You're a wonderful actress. You were too I'm good at this. Thing. You had me completely convinced. Yeah. <laughs> so it's day forty-five. They're at the hospital. And then they're saying she's showing signs of a split personality disorder, which I just think, oh, no, she isn't. That's just medical science casting about. They always for do. An they always do that. Yeah, they always do that in horror films. They've always got a split personality, and it's like, no, probably. Haven't. I don't think that gives you the power to speedily do your switchboard. No. Or, well, and then the it might example, do, but still. Um. So. Yeah, so ba- but basically they're implying that she ate the soil. They're like, well, she must have eaten the soil because that's the only explanation that we can offer at this point. Um, Harris tries to like get in to see her and they drag him away because he's like, oh, Deborah, I feel like they maybe had a bit of a thing together. I think they went out or something because they seem very close. Uh, yeah, they do seem, yeah. Yeah. So it it cuts to Deb asleep in the hospital and at this point she looks really, really frail. She, oh, and she, she, she looks, looks really awful. poorly. Less yeah, it's horrible. 
And then it cuts to Sarah on the phone to Harris and she's asking about this Dejardin guy, but he hangs up on her, he's having no to do with it, don't want to know. He's not getting involved. And so Mia posits that Harris murdered Dejardin and Deb covered it up and they're in cahoots with each other. Which they're in the they're in the house at this point, like trying to figure it out. And then they start hearing this banging and basically it's Harris outside with a shotgun. And he's like shooting the shooting cars the and shooting in the air and yeah. shooting windows. And so they call the police and the police arrive. He's absolutely wasted drunk. So they kind of yeah. drag him away. And uh, the the lady policewoman's really nice. And she talks to Sarah and she's like, this is, I'm really having a hard time. This is terrible. Like, I'm not mm. having fun right now. And then I think the policewoman's like, if you need to talk to me. You can talk yeah. to me because I'm assuming it's a small town and everyone kind of knows everybody. Yeah, so she's like, if you need someone right, to yeah. chat to, just come and ta- chat to me. Then it cuts to the the next day, and Gavin, the hero of this film, is like, I am leaving. I'm leaving. Fuck this I... shit. I'm out of here. I'm not doing yeah. it. Best decision ever. Yeah, he makes the best decision Never ever. Do this. No. Yeah. No one ever does this, but he did, no and he survives. This. He did. Thankfully, yeah. he'll be fine. And they're like, not a problem. we need you. And he's like, nope, I'm going. No, I'm, I'm not right. doing this. No. Yeah. So well done, Gavin. We're going to clap for yeah. you. Well done. Good. Yeah, literally, I feel like that is the first film I've seen where that actually happened. Well, if I can't think of it. It did happen in horror films. They'd be mild peril films. Mild peril. horror films because people would leave and then the film would be like, and then they just continued their lives. And then everyone just life. left and it was fine. Yeah. yeah, everyone left the haunted house and it was fine. Yeah, no one went in the haunted house because they realised it was a really dumb idea. Yeah, the end. The end and nothing happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> it was an uneventful day. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, good for you, Gavin. Well done. I like it. So it gets to day 47 and we're in the hospital and they can't find Deborah. They don't know where she's gone. It cuts to the hall cam where she's wandered off. She's taken a little girl and walked yeah, away. just collected her and, and walked off. Walked off, yep. Yeah. So then they go looking for them, but they can't find her. And then they eventually they get to like the end of this hospital thing and they find her with the little girl. And they're like, this little girl needs treatment. She needs to go back, so can we, we have her? And like, they take yeah. the they take the girl away and then nothing happens but then it cuts to Deb absolutely screaming the building down and writhing on this bed and they're basically having to restrain her at this point like properly fully restrain her it's horrible and sedate Sarah talks to a priest about an exorcism because she's like this ain't Alzheimer's I'm telling you this now but he won't do it no she she knows there's more to it at this point but I think Mia's there as well, and she sees Harris, and she's like, oh, Harris is here, and they're like, yeah, he's come visiting, just give him space, and we won't have to deal with him, because I think after the sort of fracas of the night, they don't really want to have all to do with him. Mia speaks to an anthropologist who and shows him the footage, and then he sort of says, well, maybe she's just obsessed with this guy for some reason, and it's part of a condition, and... She believes that she has become him for some reason as part of a hallucination, and they're like, no, I don't think so. I, don't, I think there's more going on. Something tells me that's not quite right. And yeah. then, but then he starts talking about spiritual parasites 
who sort of go for people with a weak mind or the infirm as a host. So if you've got Alzheimer's, that's going to make you a prime target for for hosting, yeah. And then he talks about a woman who had, um, was it typhoid? I think her her son had typhoid and died and she basically held him for a month afterwards, which I was like, oh God, this is horrible. And And then he says that she ended up taking on the persona of this child because of this and he had to basically separate the mum from the child and burn the body. To, like, yeah. separate them entirely. And I was like, oh, that's horrible. I didn't like it. I, it there's so me. much in this film to not like, isn't there? I know, right? And I'm not saying it's a bad film. But it is a bit of a... It. I know, it's heavy, isn't it? Then we cut to day 60, and Harris is visiting. He undoes Deborah's restraints, I think. And then she, she looks dreadful. At this point. Yeah. And she just turns to him and says, kill me. Which I was just like, oh God, that's horrible. So he obliges and gets a pillow and proceeds to suffocate her. And I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. But then... It's, it's frightening. The TV starts shaking on the wall and it flies off and hits him. Yeah, well, she... the, the Deborah doesn't want to live like this, but obviously... Desjardins... Once, trying to control yeah. her, like, no, you don't. No, no, you don't, TV on the wall. I was like, oh. So the group get to the hospital and then they realise that something's happened to Harris. So Sarah goes to Harris and Harris is not in a good way at this point. He's, like, barely no. conscious and she's like, what happened, what's going on? And then he tells her that she was going to be the fifth girl of this this guy, this victim. And the, the mother stabbed him in the neck, which would explain the grabbing at her neck all the time. And they buried him alive. And and she's like, where, where? She gets like taken away from him, but she's like, where? And he's like, the statue in the garden. So then... Yeah. So well, the, I mean, ugh. so she then, was protecting her daughter. She was protecting her daughter. And I think that's why she sent her to boarding school. Yeah. Yeah. So they they go back at at night to check out what he said and they're like the earth is loose so they start digging and then lewis is like oh why why are we doing this it's dark and, blah, blah, blah. and mia's like just basically looks at me and she's like are you gonna help are you gonna shut the fuck up and he's like oh, all right sorry so they find nothing but then she hits something and she finds that little trowel and then she's like oh my god she got here before we did so then they're like, so there's a body somewhere that we need to find. So they start searching the house. And Can you imagine doing that? It's bad enough searching when you're looking for, like, your Christmas decorations or whatever, but never not mind for... a body. Yeah, I know. Something else, yeah. So they basically, they've come to this thing that Desjardins has basically possessed Deborah. This is what is happening right now. And they're searching all around, but then they find that one of the attics has a really big damp patch on the ceiling. Yeah. And she's like, Is it's that not the, rained. the 30th or the 31st of the attics? Or yeah. Is it the 50th attic? <laughs> yeah. The millionth attic. The millionth attic. After seven years of checking in an infinite number it, of attics. They found it. it. So, yeah, so they they open up and uh, decide to go look and they're like, Lewis, you go first. You've got the light. And he's like, oh, why? 
And then it, and then it, so he starts walking up and he's like, white people in the basements and their attics. Oh, I'm sick of you. <laughs> they find this sort of ominous, sort of, it's all sort of goopy and wet everywhere. Mm. And then they find an ominous sack that's in the, like in the roof. And then they're like, it stinks. And I was like, oh God. Ugh. So this is obviously the body. They remove it out of the attic and take it to the fireplace. And they're like, right, we need to burn it like the, the doctor man said. And then they cut down to look at this bag again, but there's snakes all over the place. So then they start freaking out and like, burn this, burn it now. And uh, they try and burn it, but it doesn't burn. It's yeah. weird. It's like, it's almost like hereditary with the book. It's like, it doesn't, doesn't burn like it's supposed to. But then it goes bang. And then there's a big demon face that appears for like a second. And then they end up running outside... And I think they look back into where the fireplace was in that room and there's a face at the window and they're like, nope, nope, going. Uh, yeah, I didn't enjoy that bit. So they, they all run to the car and then I think Sarah gets a phone call to say that Deborah has broken out of the hospital and they're like, right, we need to go, we need to take the remains with us and we need to go and find her. And it shows, oh... I didn't like, this is a bit I didn't like as well. It shows her getting out of her restraints. Oh. And it's basically her taking the skin off her hand. Yeah. It was like you Gerald's like game. Imagine how I felt. Oh, it, was like Ger- it was like Gerald's Rude. game when she gets out of the handcuff. And I was like, oh, that's horrible. <sighs> that makes me feel a little bit squeamish. So she's, basically she's taken a little girl, she's killed a guard and she's walked out of there. Yeah. So... The policewoman arrives and says that a car's been stolen and they think they're going... They basically think they're going to this mine place where he did these rituals to complete the ritual. They manage to drive up there and catch up to them and they find her and the little girl and they're kind of turned with their back to them. The policewoman approaches her and she's like, "Uh, if you take the... Let me take the little girl. We're not going to hurt you. It's all going to be fine. And the little child's like, he's a nice man. He's going to wash me in the river. And she's like, it's all fine. It's great. And she's like, mm. So they, handcuff, they handcuff her and you can see like her hands are basically like skinless. Oh, 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 it's horrible. And it all kind of looks... wearing pizza at this moment. It all kind of looks like it's going to be okay. But then she attacks everyone. She attacks this mm. policeman. His face basically gets clawed off. And then they disappear. So Mia and Sarah go follow her with policewoman Linda and they find this sort of door thing which they think she's gone down into this mine and Mia's like, I lied about my grandfather, I'm really sorry. It's like all coming out and, and she's like, it doesn't matter now, it's fine. Just that's, We just need to find my mum, I don't care. the least of our problems, Mia. This is literally the least of your problems right now. Um, and then they get into this this mine place with windows and then one of the windows smashes and Linda kind of goes missing but then they literally turn a corner and she's just dead there so policeman is gone I think they take her gun and then basically go further into this mine so they hear the kids screaming so they kind of follow the screaming and there's like this little tiny hole that they have to crawl in and it's full of snakes and I'm fairly certain that Sarah punches a snake and then says go fuck yourself to it (laughs) which made me howl 
Yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. I liked it. So then they're like, right, we're going to farm this plant. We're basically going to sedate her. And then when she's sedated and safe, we can burn these remains in this place. And hopefully that should solve everything. So I think she has to go to night vision so that they well, can't say, see her coming. She school to learn how to do it then. <laughs> no night vision. Because they were <laughs> like, if we have it. the light on, she'll see us coming. So they turn the light yeah. off going to night vision. And she's just playing with a snake, uh, doing whatever she's doing, a ritual or whatever. So Sarah creeps up behind her with the needle to sedate her, but she knows she's there and she fully attacks her and then disappears. And then they hear the kid crying again, so they have to follow the the sound of this kid crying again. Sarah's got the gun, so she's basically ready with this gun yeah. now because she's like, she is actually fully going to attack me. I need to be, need to be ready. prepared. Um, and the light on the camera keeps flicking in and out. And then they find her behind this rock. This terrified me. When they, when they go around, she's basically, her jaw's like distended and she's eating oh. this kid like a snake. And oh. I was like, oh. Oh. She sh- oh. And then they shoot to distract her. It's so horrible. You it's can't horrible. Help but laugh. But no, horrible it's, it's so scary. I, I'm like, and I don't like, think I should be needed to see that. The shoot, the shoot to distract her. So like she, un, sort of like the child's not in her mouth anymore, but like her mouth's all massive and like exactly. distended. Ugh. Yeah. It's horrible. Oh, um. So they they managed to get the kid away from her, and then. They burn the remains of this guy and chuck it down this whole thing and it goes bang. And then I think that helps because then the mum the mum sort of collapses and she's like, Sarah. And then like basically she goes to her yeah. and just cries. And I was like, oh God, this is horrible. Oh, it's sad, yeah. And then it cuts to the news and it's like, the cancer patient girl has been returned safely to hospital. She's this okay. Little girl. She's That's okay. Is it Cara? Cara. Uh, Deborah Logan found unfit to stand trial. She's deteriorated and she can't speak. Oh, she looks very, very frail now. Yeah. I mean, she has been through an ordeal. She's unable to speak or communicate, so I'm wondering if, like, that whole thing has kind of sped everything along and just made her, like, fully sort of at the end stages of yeah. it. And then it and then it cuts to another news thing and it's like, oh, Cara, she's in full remission. It's a miracle. So I was like, mm-hmm, Really? So they talk to this little girl and then uh, they're like, so what are you going to do now where uh, you're not dying of cancer, I guess? And then she's like, I have a plan. It's a secret. And then the guy, the interview guy's like, oh, well, that's good news. You know, it's great that you're better. And and they kind of just sign off and it's just this kid and you're like, there's something going on with that kid. I think, up. I think that kid might be Dejardin. I think the kid got... Yeah, I think it just moved from Deborah to her. Yeah. And she's going to do the fifth fifth person and get immortality. But as a little Ugh. girl, yeah. I forgot what we want. And then it finishes. Ah! <laughs> oh, a roller coaster ride. What, a, what an ordeal it was. And I it is was an ordeal. And I knew it was fictional. It is an ordeal, but it was good. It's an it was ordeal. Good. Like for a found like I'm not found footage's biggest fan, but I think that's well, done yeah, really I mean, well. It's the, scary. The, um, Blair Witch Project 
was like everyone was like oh wow it's so like amazing it's like no it was just people getting lost and getting cross with each other was this yeah, absolutely it's just people getting like, lost getting cross with each other that's I mean, so I, it's it does have novelty value but it yeah. is I don't want to watch people just getting crossed with each other in the woods for an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I didn't enjoy watching this, but I do think it was better. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm going to give it a five out of five. I think it needs a high score, but I would say I'm not going to score it because... I didn't enjoy it. it. Yeah. You need to watch it in the morning, perhaps outside <laughs> on a balcony. Yeah, with in people. the sunshine where you're not associating... Where it's like you can yeah. look at a nice sunrise mm-hmm. for half the film because yeah. you can't watch it yep absolutely <laughs> yeah I'm going to give three for Gore because the hands and stuff oh I think icky. I'd give like a five for Gore no it's not a five for Gore there's Gore here I would say well, but it was yeah, a bit yeah. and a one for humour because she punched a snake yeah that made me there laugh. was some little funny moments that did make me laugh well, I think um, oh, is it, is there a Starbucks off. here? No. No. <laughs> oh, I like it. I think I think it's definitely worth a watch. So it was it was good. Strong yeah, recommend. It was good. Yeah. So next week we're going Cage Rage. That's where we're going. We're gonna watch what? Mandy next week. What's that? With Nicolas Cage. It's a revenge oh. film with Nicolas Cage, Cage Oh, I like Nicolas Cage. Cage Rage. I've never seen Cage it. Rage. I'm very excited. Yeah. So for Bye. next week, watch Mandy. And in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod. And we're also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. And we're also on Buy Me A Coffee. If you want to request a film or subscribe to our extra content... Go to WNS Horror Pod and buy me a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. That's us for this week. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why it's funny, but that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, End of of pod. End of pod. Stay safe, everybody.